0: Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies, You can always listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. If you ever miss an episode, shame on you. But you can find links to it at knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. You can also find them on the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates On the show. So, the Kansas Truth Caucus, we've talked to them before. It's a great organization. I'm fairly familiar with it. They announced last month the appointment of George Bachman as its new executive director. For those who aren't familiar with it, the Truth Caucus is a coalition of legislators in the Kansas House and Senate who seek to champion and communicate. The core conservative principles, you may recognize a few of these, of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. Gee, where have I heard that before? Joining us now is their new executive director, George Bachman. George, thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. So the true Caucus, uh, uh, close to my heart, as you know, these, <laughs> are, these, are, these are my guys and gals. This, this is my crew. For sure. These are my homies. Uh, you've been there about a month. Are you having fun? I mean, is it, is it, you kind of getting your, I know new legislators, it takes a good month just to find the bathrooms in the Capitol, but are (laughs) you you kind of getting your,
1: getting your feet wet a little bit? For sure. Yeah. It's been about six weeks and it's a great group of members. Uh, we have people that are super proactive going about, uh, bringing about legislation and policy that make a difference to especially people in your audience.
0: Yeah. You know, it's this was really started, I remember when Ty and myself and uh, Chuck Weber at the time, you mm-hmm. know, we, we started getting together and we, we wanted something like this. We wanted a group and we actually took it in part from the, the, the guys of the Senate and the, and the House. And that's, that was our inspiration was to kind of and the other legislatures do it. I think in Oklahoma they have the Red Tie Caucus, they call it. Uh, but we wanted to look at the Freedom Caucus in Congress. And we took some of that inspiration, some of their bylaws and some of their what they do so that we could then be able to advocate for legislation. In particular, we wanted to be able to have the power to negotiate. When we have a good bill, we could say, look, we've got a block of At the time there were 20 of us. I'm sure it's larger now, but at the time there were 20 of us. And we could say, look, we could bring you 20 votes for this conservative position or we can lose you 20 votes. For this conservative position, how many members do you have now? Right now, we have a little over sixty. See, look at it. Yeah, there's quite a few. I need to get back in the legislature, <laughs> boy. I was
1: lonely. Now I'd, be, I'd fit in. And there's not you know, on. There's so many issues, and we have such a broad base. I mean, you have Western Kansas, you have South Central, Northeastern. You know, we have a lot of members, and so. What's really great about the caucus is that even though we have some different approaches on different issues like lowering taxes, we all agree, hey, look, income tax, property tax, got to come down.
0: Uh, Tell me, I know one of the things that you guys always do is act sort of as an information repository both for citizens but for legislators. And I know like when we were in in the chamber you guys, you, the staff, would actually help us if we needed information on something, hey, can you help pull some data on a particular source? But you also kind of helped the uh, the audience for lack of a better term, the constituents to keep up to date by posting either via, you know via your website, via your Facebook page, through the truth report that you guys put out on a weekly basis. You would update folks. One of the things I saw this week, House Republicans, failed to get enough votes for the constitutional amendment that would basically allow legislators giving OSA oversight over the executive branch. JR mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, that, I mean, it's a close vote. That must've been an area where the caucus was probably trying to whip votes and trying to help not only that, but educate constituents as well.
1: Yeah. The, the legislative veto didn't pass the house this week and, uh, still hope. Yeah. It's not dead. It's not gone. Um, You know, but it was a really great piece of legislation in the uh, 1930s when the three-letter agencies and the bureaucracy started growing. Kansas was one of the first states to come up with uh, a bill and to come up with the procedure of having the legislature look over state agencies and kind of the different departments that are overseen by the governor. So when the bureaucracy came up with uh, rules and regulations – that the state legislator could take a look at it and be like, eh, this isn't what we really intended when we intent. gave yep. you this, uh, this power. And so they, they created that to be able to have like a rope them back in.
0: A check and balance for lack yeah, of better Yeah, definitely.
1: Time. And in, in the 80s, uh, throughout this, and many sta- states adopted that in the 30s. But in the 80s, it started at the federal level, worked its way down. A lot of states lost that power. Uh, actually, only one state, Idaho, has kept its legislative veto since the beginning, and so you know it was—it's really intended, and it's really a good thing, and uh, it's intended to keep the fourth branch of government that's there and unelected forever and unaccountable and unaccountable yeah you know to just do what they want and then oh hey we retired now now pay our retirements. well and some of
0: these bureaucrats that's really where the problem is i mean i could give you a great example one of the last bills that i was instrumental in passing was kansas's amusement park uh, legislation we didn't really have much in the way of laws regulating amusement parks in kansas And after Secretary of State, now he's Secretary of State, Scott Schwab's son was killed uh, in Kansas City, we passed a law that kind of created a framework for uh, regulating the amusement park industry and inflatables and that kind of stuff. And I remember when we set up the the legislation, I I wrote the bill. We kind of had to put in certain caveats, what our expectations were. But I remember a year later... Looking at how the Department of Labor had implemented that through the rules and regulations, and there were so many things in there that I said, no, 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 we didn't tell you you could do that. No, that was not in our bill. That's not what we intended. What are these fees? How come you're charging for that? How come you're doing this? And none of that was intended. They actually had to go back then and pass another bill to clean up and basically tell the uh, the Department of Labor, no, this is not what we wanted. You can't do that. This is exactly what you're talking about here. The bill doesn't do that. It just allows Kansans to vote. If they think it's important, then they can put it on the Constitution to give the legislature that power. That's the other thing. I don't, I've never understood why people, why the Democrats are so opposed to letting people vote.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's a shame it didn't pass. It's not dead, like we talked about. Um, But the importance, the important issue is just getting the legislature to be able to have the authority to rein in those agencies. Speaking of things that
0: could be, you know, not reined in, Laura Kelly's been pushing for Medicaid expansion. I mean, she did it as a senator. Now she's doing it as a governor. This could be an area where she could instruct KDHE... To expand Medicaid, even though the legislature has made it pretty clear they don't support that, again, this is something the caucus has been working for
1: years to oppose. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think the best way to summarize this, which most of the audience knows, um, is something that the House Majority Leader says. You know, he says, all right, we're going to get these federal dollars to expand Medicaid. It's kind of like giving someone a baby elephant. You're going to give them a baby elephant, and it's going to be like, we're going to give you two years of food for this baby elephant, and then it's yours. Yeah, but while it grows. Yeah, while it (laughs) grows. But uh, you've got to keep it. You can't get rid of it, and it's yours for life. And so there's some great material, especially like not to plug it out of turn but on our newsletter from you know the house majority leader uh senator gossage did some videos with him so we post those up and it really goes through you know conservative policies about how we can ensure that we have a safety net in kansas but not make it a safety hammock right so that's
0: a good analogy i like that analogy yes sir
1: so it is you know uh if i can um We send out a weekly newsletter, and so, you know, it's really informative, and it gives you, like, a conservative summary on the topics, but you can also – we also cite everything, so you can take a look at those videos um, from Dan, from Senator Gossage, and really just go through them. You can form your own opinion, uh, but it gives you the tools – and the conservative perspective.
0: Well, like we said, if folks are interested, um, you've got the newsletter, the truth report, there's even some of the Kansas truth minutes on there. Another thing I like is you guys put some voting records on there too. If you want to know mm-hmm. how certain people vote, uh, not every bill, but on certain key legislation, like Medicaid expansion, I think there are some people who you know are, would like to hide the fact that they may have voted for Medicaid expansion. I know one who's running for a higher office right now who probably doesn't like people remembering that he voted for Medicaid expansion more than once it's Kansas truth Cau- or, yeah Kansas truth Caucus.org, correct
1: yes sir and we have a website and a Facebook page currently you where... must have been in the military this sir thing is, you know, <laughs> I, my wife is sitting
0: there going hi he called him sir I can just hear her doing it. So. <laughs> yeah I got
1: out of the army a couple of years ago and uh,
0: thank you for your service
1: oh well, anytime and there's uh, you know there are issues like pro-life and uh, lowering taxes that the entire caucus is united behind and uh, yeah, they're really being proactive and coming up with legislation to address those issues in a fiscally responsible way.
0: I appreciate you. I appreciate you as well for coming on tonight. Again, it's kansastruthcaucus.org. George, uh, good, good luck with the new gig. Oh,
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: We're going to pay a few bills when we return. Brittany Jones and Kim Gish will be with us to update us on the latest efforts to educate voters about the value of Both both Amendment. You'll see on your August primary ballot. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show. We'll be back right after this. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.